0: This is Top Shelf with Devin Harris, presented by Hennessy. On this episode, we're talking to Derek Jones Jr. Have an amazing year. Excited to talk to him about his time in Dallas. Check it out. Top Shelf with Devin Harris. I'd like to introduce you guys to Derek Jones Jr. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, we're going to jump right into this. So kind of walk us through your basketball journey. Like, how did you get to the NBA? It's coming from a, you know, Chester, Pennsylvania, which, yeah. by the way, that's where my college coach grew up, Bo Ryan.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. That's to- a that's to- that's small world. But uh, for me, it was, I mean, I fell in love with the game of basketball because my older brother, he he played basketball when I was younger. I was... It's like six years old, and there's this league where I'm from called the Bitty League, and you have to be it starts at the age of seven, so when I was six years old I couldn't play, and I, even though I was tall enough to play and everything I couldn't play That's funny you said that you yeah. had to be a certain height to play yeah. right I, you had to be a certain age, a certain age. It, you yeah. had to be it had to be you had to be seven years old, even okay. though I was tall enough, I couldn't play right, so I went home mad, my mom said I was crying when I was younger, so I mean the next year I came back and, and won a championship and I was I was good at that. So do you come from like an athletic family? Uh my mom, she ran track and played basketball in high school, but Was she a high jumper? Uh no, I think she did. I think she did hurdles and hundred meter. Okay. But my dad was a boxer. So okay. honestly wherever this came wherever this height and athleticism came from, it's all God gifted.
0: Now, get, you know, coming from Chester,
1: why why you an L V? Uh for me, when I went there on my visit, it just felt like, just like a, a brotherhood. It was like a family environment for me, and that was my that was my main thing. Always just being around people that that treat each other like family and and and, and like being around each other. That's that was my main thing.
0: Now there was something that happened to you, you know, V. That was pretty unprecedented. You mm-hmm. want to kind of fill us in on that? I just learned about this, which I think is it's, <laughs> it's a wild scenario. I've, I've yeah. never heard of anything like this.
1: Uh. That's crazy. Uh, so my senior year, I didn't, I didn't believe that I had the, the, the perfect grades to to be able to go straight to college. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was gonna have to prep a year. And I went down to to Baltimore to check out this prep school. And I ended up taking my ACT test down there because it was like it was, they had the the testing at one of the sites down there. So I ended up just going there, taking a test. I studied for it, and I actually got the perfect score that I needed to get. And they said, the NCAA said it wasn't me. It wasn't like my test score. It was the testing site that I took it at and they just threw all my ACT scores. But then months later when I signed with an agent and I'm ready to declare for the draft, I get a message, well I get an email saying that I was eligible to go back to school and, and I could play. But it was like, it's way too late now. I already signed the dotted line. I'm with the agent now, so now I'm professional.
0: So that, that situation how did that affect you? You know, making the decision that that you made.
1: Uh, for me, it was like it wasn't really a tough decision because one, I had I had a baby, I had a baby at home. I had my first when I was seventeen years old, so it wasn't a real tough decision. Obviously, I wanted to make money and be able to provide for my family, and I mean, I just I just wanted to bet on myself and just go. So. Your game is modeled
0: after after athleticism, being a high jumper, um, you in a dunk contest, things of that nature. So I'm gonna start off with who are your top three dunkers of all time,
1: not including me, obviously. Probably, well, number one is no no-brainer Vince Carter. Obviously, everybody he should be number one for everybody, and uh, I say Dominique Wilkins because he. He dunked with a lot of authority. Not a lot of people really dunk like him, and everybody was really kind of afraid to jump with him. And another one probably, Sean Kemp, is another person that everybody was very fearful of. And if you jumped with him, it was definitely a body for him.
0: So MJ's not on your list? I mean, I... So let me ask you a question, so more so. So the dunk contest between MJ and, and Dominique, do mm-hmm. you think MJ won all those, or do you think
1: Dominique should have... That's tough. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's like asking the dunk contest with, with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Do you think <laughs> it's it's tough? Like, you got to judge it. You got to judge it. Whoever judges the best way, we get the term. best score, yeah, you got to get the best score. Do you consider yourself the best dunker in the league? Uh, I don't take that title no more, but, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, if I got to say it, yeah.
0: Is there, like, a dunk in your career that you sort of
1: surprised yourself with? Uh, not really. Nah, probably not. I don't think so.
0: So, okay, I'll kind of explain. I played with, uh... Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. When I played with Miami, and it's one of the viral ones that went out. Played with Miami versus Toronto. We down. We down a lot. It's the end of the game. Me and Bam on a fast break, and and Bam out of bio, throws the ball up by far the worst lob I've ever had to go catch in my life. And I mean, it wasn't even the dunk really. It was I just threw the ball in and it was just crazy because like, the way I jumped and how far I was away from the rim, how high the ball was. Honestly, I really didn't think I was going to make it. I thought I was going to throw the ball into the stands, but it went in. You just threw it in. So yeah. I used to play with Brandon Wright. Yeah. Um, I learned very
0: quickly and I used to try to do this in the game. I used to try to overthrow him to see how high he could really jump. And Dirk used to play, those are the worst lobs ever. I'm like, no, bro. I'm trying to see what he can do. What he can do. Yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if I and literally corner of the backboard, you name it. He's gonna go get he it. Go, like one, I yeah. think one, he literally jumped up and caught it with the right mm-hmm. and then came down with, with two. And it's just it was so impressive. Cause obviously he was six nine, six ten to begin with, but it felt like he was just floating on air. Man, do yes, you yes. kind of feel like that when you when you're up there? Like when you get to that one-two, because you're two-foot yeah, jumper. Yeah, yeah. one-two right? is crazy, yeah. Once when I you get to that...
1: That jumping pad. It's, it's over with, I ain't gonna lie. If I get to that one-two, I really don't think nobody can stop me. Only way you gonna stop me is if you foul me. Period. Now, do you worry about, I, I, was, I think it was one play where you were just about to
0: take off and I think they hit you like down low. Is that mm-hmm. ever like a, a fear for you
1: when, when you, you get to that point? Uh, at this point, I don't really fear it no more. Right. I mean, when I was younger, yeah, because it happened to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like. I've I've had some like really bad scares like that, but no, nah, not really. I really don't care for it no more. I mean, if, if, it, if they hit me, I'm just trying to get a foul. Let me just go through the line and get my two. That's all I care for. So being in, in the
0: dunk contest, walk me through that process of, of you know, accepting the invitation, like your creativity and, and what dunks you, you, you thought in, in that process and then going out there and performing in front of all those people.
1: What was that like for you? Uh, so I did it twice. I did it my rookie year, and then I did it my, I think my fourth year in the league, mm-hmm. third and fourth year in the league. But first time it was, I ain't gonna lie, it was nerve-wracking. I mean, when I first got out there, my first dunk, I was scared. And I mean, once I got the dunk down, though, it was like, I was good. Once I get the first dunk, you know, all the jitters go away, you feel good, you get comfortable. But I mean, my second time around, it was... It's just easy. I ain't even I barely practiced. I, I really went out there doing everything that I've been doing for years. Like right. I, My first dunk, I was doing that since my sophomore year in high school. My my second dunk and my last dunk, I was doing that since my senior year in high school. So it's like I really, I was out there just doing things that I already know that would get me a 50. And I knew that I could do 100%. And I, so I had more. Like, like I said, like when we was... When me and Aaron Gordon was talking back and forth at the end, it was like, bro, we can keep going. I got more, like, I really got more. Like, I had 10 more dunks that I could have done, like, easy. I was I was straight.
0: What is your favorite dunk contest dunk of all time?
1: If it's not your own. I mean, it's it's not mine. I mean, Vince Carter did it first. It's a 360 windmill. Right. Yeah, it's so clean. And that's, like I said, that's one I've been doing since sophomore were in high school.
0: You know what my favorite moment is? It's Derek Armstrong. The layup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I ain't going to lie. When I first... So I knew... I knew it was him. Like, I knew DA did that. But when I got here, right. I didn't really realize it was DA. Like, that was DA. And so everybody was, like, talking about the layup and the dunk contest. And I'm like, oh my God, it's DA. Like, wow. Like, why did he really do
0: that? I think he just, you know, he... He when t- he threw it up there, like he, he was just—I think he was a little
1: nervous too. Yeah, see, right. I mean, the nerves get to you. You know, you—we call Lowe's a flat tire. He tried to take off, and that that wheel wasn't working for him.
0: What about Finn and, and the cartwheel?
1: Hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not too. I'm not too too big on the cartwheel. <laughs> I ain't too big on those. So,
0: competing in, in duck contest back then to where it is right now? Where, where do you see, or what would you like to see the future of the dunk, ton, gun ton, dunk contest
1: go? be honest with you, I really don't even think there's too much more that people could do. Hey, like, the only other dunk that I've never seen in a dunk contest is a double between the legs at this point. Like, you've seen, we've seen a lot. We've seen everything almost at this point, but I mean, it's, you never know. Some people can get creative and bring out different props. In. So you just gotta, just gotta wait and see, honestly, at this point. All right, we got one more
0: on is there anybody that you would like to see compete? I know a lot of people say LeBron, right? There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Is there any any player that's never competed that you would like to see
1: go out there and and, and compete? I know for sure I'd do it again if you can get Zion, Ja, Zach, Aaron, and me. For sure, I'd do it again. I mean, I want to go out there with the best of the best. I don't want to go out there when I'm not out there with the best. So, I mean, that's... I mean that's not what I'm waiting for, but man, you can say I'm waiting for it though. All right, people
0: call you the airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a a surefiable nickname for you? Do you like yeah, that? What yeah, kind yeah. Of, where did it come from?
1: Uh, it started. I think it started when I was in the G League, or either either in the G League or my first year with Miami, One of the announcers had called me airplane mode Jones because I mean obviously because I jump high, but then I just it just stuck after that.
0: Okay, we're gonna shift shift gears a little bit um, more personally. I read on a uh, players' Tribune you like to cook, so 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 still So-so. work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what got
1: you into that? What was the inspiration kind of behind it? Um, uh, well, one, my father was a boxer when I was a kid, but you know, he got into a little legal troubles, and he just kind of shifted to to cooking mm-hmm. and. Being around my dad all the time, my dad to this day is like my best friend. I call him all the time. We talk every day, and and he was a he's the main reason I do a lot of my things. So I like to cook myself. What's what's, what's your go-to? I ain't gonna, I, I'm elite with Alfredo or spaghetti. <laughs> Crazy kids love it.
0: Talk talk me about it. What 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 oh, you put man, into it? Is everybody was, uh, everybody's stuff a little different? Is, is I don't, I don't Alfredo it Alfredo from? From scratch?
1: It, no, 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 I ain't, I ain't scratching it. I mean, but I definitely season my chicken or whatever I'm putting in the alfredo, if it's chicken, if mm-hmm. it's steak, or if it's uh, shrimp, whatever I'm putting in I make sure I season it well and make sure it's, it, it tastes good for my kids and, and my wife to, to eat. So what I've learned about pasta just more recently,
0: so obviously when you boil it, mm-hmm. if you save the water that is boiled in before you mix it up, that brings a little bit more starch, gives it a little bit more flavor. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Okay. So next time you, you boil the pasta, yeah. right? Take about a half a cup. Just set it to the side. Right. So when you drain the rest of it, throw that in there before you throw the sauce in there. Heard.
1: Got you. For sure. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try. I got you. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Yeah.
0: Um, pre-game meal. Uh, I've heard that you, you order something very specific on the road that you have to eat every time. Oh, on the road. Yeah. Chicken fingers and french fries. That's not surprising. Yeah,
1: but what's your pre? What's your normal pregame? Uh, when I'm at the crib, when I'm home, for the most part, it's either like like a hibachi fried rice, some okay. chicken or shrimp, or just like a little pasta or something.
0: You feel like that gives you enough fuel to go out there and and, and compete?
1: Yeah, cause I mean, I, I'm not that I'm not that big on like eating on like playing on a full stomach. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I eat my lunch obviously, but then. I mean, I have a pregame meal afterwards, like when I'm before I'm leaving the crib. So you like to feel light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I used to eat like yeah, six hours before the game. I yeah, like to play
0: on an empty stomach. Exactly, and then eat right after the game. Right after the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right after the game. you are starving? Okay, okay. Um, talk to, a little bit more about your family. So you got four sons. Yeah, right, four okay. boys. I got three daughters. So I know what it's like to be a girl dad, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. energy levels completely different yeah, nah, than boys, having four sons, right? It's crazy, it's crazy. Boy boy, energy is is insane. <laughs> yeah, I got a yeah. couple of nephews and when I have them over, I mean, it's like, it's nonstop. So kind of talk to me, you so, yeah, your first kid at 17, mm-hmm. Um, coming to the league, how do you balance, you know, the work you have to put in to be successful and, and kind of family life?
1: Uh, for me it was, my first year was kind of easy because I mean, I had my family moved out to Phoenix with me. And I mean, at the time, I wasn't with my the the mother of my child, and she she lived in Philadelphia, which my son lived in Philadelphia, where because I was in college at UNLV. And I mean, he always came out to to Phoenix my rookie year when I was out there. He was always at my house. He come to my house. He go chill up with my with my niece because my older sister had she had her first daughter a month or yeah, a month right before my my son was born. So they always was hanging out and. I, mean, I just always had my family there with me to help me a lot, and and when the when the other ones came along, it just made it a lot easier because he loved his brothers and he loves being with his brothers. So, I I just love having them having them out here with us. So for me, I, I had
0: my kids later, so I was probably five or six years in. So I got used to a certain routine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, coming back late to work out that was never an issue. Yeah, kids come along, different. right? It's different. Like, you know, like picking them up from school, it's like you got to start coming to the gym earlier, mm-hmm. getting your work done earlier. So it was like that shift that I had to kind of go through mid-career. I got to say, a couple of years I struggled because I was out of my routine, Yeah. Right? So it was like it kind of threw me off, and it took a little bit of time to kind of fix that and, and kind of figure out what, you know, that shift yeah. and what, what works new. And I think talking to Dirk, same, same kind of thing. I will say in the summertime, though, it's like you working out, it's like, oh, kids got a nap. Let me let me stay another hour. Yeah, and, and get this work in before we got to go home to that <laughs> that boy energy for
1: sure. Oh man, nah. See, I'm I, ain't gonna lie. I, I got a great wife. She she helps me out a lot with the boys. She she always makes sure that I'm on my p's and q's with my job whenever I need to get in get some work in. She always makes sure that I'm going to the gym. Uh, so I just I had a great supporting staff. I, I said, great supporting cast with her, and she always helped me out.
0: So it's Sh- Shakira. Shakira. Mm-hmm. Shakira. Talk about your relationship, like
1: where did you meet her? Like how, how did that come about? Uh, <laughs> we met, we met pre-draft right before, like right before the draft and everything I was in, in Cleveland during my pre-draft, that's where she's from. And my agency was based in Cleveland at the time, but now we based in Miami, but I was just out there training and just went out one day, seen her and we just had conversated, clicked, and just been together since. And you feel like she, she, you said she always
0: makes sure she's in the gym. She, that that basketball wife. She, yeah. she understands what comes with that. And having four boys, that's.
1: Oh no, she, we got we got three together. Three together. Yeah, me and her got three
0: together. My apologies. All right, we shift gears here. If you could go to dinner with any four people, dead or alive, and sip on some Hennessy, who would those people be?
1: All right, one, <clears throat> one for sure would be Kevin Hart because you know you got to have some. Some type of you know humor during the dinner. You know somebody got to make everybody laugh, and I would say Tupac, because my favorite movie all time is Juice. And I heard that, and that's and why yeah. you rocked the high top That's chill, what somebody chill, told chill, me. chill, Somebody told me that. And, uh, it's crazy. I had the cut too. I had to. I had, yeah. yeah, I had it in college, but him. Them two. That's Tupac dead alive. Let me ask you that. So you gotta be alive to come with me. Yeah, I need I need Tupac alive. You said is Tupac yes. dead or oh, oh, dead or alive? <laughs>
0: is is it Tupac? Is it Machiavelli? Is he is he still out there?
1: To the world, to the world he's dead. And that's what you say. But I mean, honestly, you never know at this point. But at this point they be they keep saying he's alive, bringing up random pictures. <laughs> I ain't but you never know. uh, right, right, you never know. But I say number three Number three would probably be, I'm probably my favorite basketball player of all time, Penny Hardaway. Mine too. Word? Mine too. Elite. Elite before the
0: injuries. I mean, the commercials.
1: (laughs) Elite.
0: Six, seven point guard, could do everything, athletic, could pass.
1: Can't ask for nothing better. (laughs) Can't ask for nothing better.
0: And had so much success early
1: on, right, with Shaq. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, it hurt me like when they got swept by Houston.
1: I ain't gonna lie, I hurt when he went down for me. Like I, I felt like he could have been like top five, like top five all time. No injuries, top five all time for sure. I ain't gonna lie. I, I didn't see a lot of people that could stay in front of him.
0: What was your fa- favorite pair of pennies? The ones. The ones. Mm-hmm. I just bought... Uh, they just came back out too, didn't they? Yeah, and the yeah, white yeah. blues. Yeah. Man, I was playing basketball today. day, rolled the hell out of my ankle <laughs> in them things. <laughs> all I did was go back at half court and I tried to grab the ball, man, my whole yeah, ankle just...
1: They don't make, they don't make, they don't you, make them like they used to. They don't make sure the, the same. ones... Man. I like the black ones though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All black, yeah. yeah all blacks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, What's that number? So I need one more. I say my... Uh, my favorite artist, uh, my favorite artist of all time, i I choose him, probably Post Malone.
0: Nice hey,
1: yeah, okay. bro bro, dope. He, he's real dope for sure. He's my first concert I've ever gone to. He puts on a hell of a show though. Oh man. my goodness. And it was in Miami. It was ridiculous. Posty Fest. Yeah.